Dr. Mav here, live from Vegas, Las Vegas that is, and um, it's somewhat good to be here and I'll tell you the reason why. I I changed my theme song uh, for this show because it's something special that I wanted to play. It was the great John Coltrane and um, I wanted to only love. I've been on radio 37 years, and my last show, I was going to retire, and my somewhat co-partner in the show, um, uh, we called her T. Fluffington, uh, her real name is Joy, and she she told me the, to renew my contract and stay on the air, which I decided to do after after she she said that to me, and so I'm continuing on. The only thing is, right after that, Pete Fluffington, as you know, or Joy, suddenly passed away and she was the love of my life and I'm really going to miss her so I'm still on the air somewhere out there she's with us and I miss her so this show is in tribute Enjoy. We got a good show tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about Taos, New Mexico, but I want to start off first and tell you about tags of distinction. These are a dog tag type jewelry that's designed and created by Mala. And she does such great work. As a matter of fact, Mala made two uh, tags for me. And one of them was for Joy, and one was for me. And um, the day I was supposed to pick it up, and um, and then you give it to Joy, I lost her. So I just want to tell you, this, these are beautiful tags. They're made to order. They're designed by Mala. She does a great job. Uh, and by the way, Joy's tag is, is with her. And I just want to mention that uh, Mahler is at the West Boca Green Market at Olympic Heights on Sundays. And on Saturdays, he's at the, in Coral Springs at the Green Market. Anyways, Mahler does some great work. And if, you, if you're interested in, in some of her work, uh, you can um, give her a call and she will, she will give you her website or 
show you some of the work he does at 561-866-7520. Pamela uh, Talismani makes be- has, has beautiful jewelry, crystals, and some great stones. And if you want to see some of uh, Pamela's um, items, go to talismani.com. That's T-A-L-I-Z-M-A-N-I, talismani.com. And you'll see some of the beautiful stones and crystals and jewelry that that uh, Pamela makes. It never ceases to amaze me, but the Delray Beach Playhouse in Delray Beach, Florida, does a great job. And I, did, I recently saw a production of The Last of the Red Hot Lovers, a Neil Simon comedy. And it has a, had a wonderful cast, and it's great work. And they, they do great things. So if you're in the Delray Beach area, the Delray Beach Playhouse is a, is a wonderful place to, um, to see a good show. And for a neighborhood theater, I can't say enough about it. The Delray Beach Playhouse in Delray. Now on to Taos, New Mexico. I spent a week in Taos, and I did a lot of dining, a lot of sightseeing. And I'm going to talk about some of the uh, wonderful restaurants uh, that you'll find in Taos, New Mexico. One of the best restaurants I I went to is uh, a place called Old Martinez. Old Martinez Restaurant. It's in the, the it's an Adobe building. It's absolutely gorgeous. The, the building is an actual Adobe. It, it's absolutely beautiful. You can dine inside or on the lower up outside patios. They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's special events, weddings, live music, dance. The dance hall and the theater is magnificent. And they're in the Rancho de Tahos in New Mexico, and. Um, the food is, is unbelievable. I mean, I've eaten in a lot of great restaurants, but Old Martinez Restaurant and Old Martinez Hall is one of the best restaurants I've uh, I've been to, and um, I want to give kudos to Martina for the great job she's doing, and such a great lady, and actually... She's not Old Martina. Uh, old Martina's the original name, and it's funny that this this woman from uh, Munich, Germany, bought this restaurant. Her name happened to be Martina also. And um, it's, a, it's a terrific restaurant. I can't say enough about it. They have a terrific chef there, and um, it, 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 the food is absolutely wonderful. Another really great restaurant that I, that I dined at it's called Modder's Steakhouse. Modder's Steakhouse. They serve prime-aged, hand-cut steaks, fresh seasonal seafood, and they're open for lunch and dinner, and they're in Taos. And this is an absolutely beautiful place. It's an elegant dining room, and the food... Is really, really, really excellent. Like the uh, 
Mignon Pata. Oh man, is that is that unbelievable? And the uh, and the and the steaks there are fantastic. The, the, the fish is unbelievable. And uh, Rick is doing a great job over there. And I, I can't say enough about Mata's, that's M-A-R-T-Y-R-S, Steakhouse, Mata's. It's, it's just a, a fabulous restaurant. And um, if you're in the uh, mood for a great dining, those two are really top-notch restaurants. Old Martinez Restaurant and Mata's Steakhouse. I, Absolutely wonderful, wonderful steakhouse. Now, also in Taos, there's a winery called the Black Mesa Winery, and the wines are grown by the Rio Grande. Uh, the varietal grapes used to make their wines are grown only in New Mexico. Um, and they have a winery in Valade, New Mexico, on Highway 68. And the tasting room and gallery is uh, is downtown, and they have beautiful, beautiful wines there. And they have the wines of the month, and they have uh, uh, wine education appreciation classes, and really great staff, and really terrific wine. The Black Mesa Winery is one of the best wineries I've been to in many, many a year. And they have some really fabulous wines. I, I just want to mention that some of the great wines that I tried was the Pinot Noir, the Montepulciano, the Cabernet Sauvignon, and my favorite was the Coyote 09. The Coyote 09. That's the Exigent Dry Red Cab, Petit Syrah, and Zinfandel Blend. Oh, man. Also, the Petit uh, Syrah is also a wonderful wine. So... Check out the the Black Mesa Winery, Phil Craig, uh, who's the wine sommelier and the and the assistant winemaker. And if you want to if you want some more information, uh, you can go to their uh, website, blackmesawinery.com. Every Friday they have a happy hour from four to six, and live music every Friday and Saturday from six to nine. Terrific, terrific winery. You can also join their wine club at blackmesawinery.com Now, if we have Gary on the line, we'll talk to Gary. You do. Hello, Gary. How are you? I'm I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We just started a bunch of snow out here tonight, about, about 15 minutes ago. Oh, really? <laughs> I got out of here with time, didn't I? Uh, no, it looks pretty good. You'd enjoy it. it it's, it's, it's good looking out there. Uh-huh. So how's the Jeep business these days? Oh, it's fine. We're doing good. It's slow. This is a slow time right now. Uh, it's been a few days since we had a tour, but it'll be a few more days before we have another one. I'm going to take another vacation, actually, as I was talking to you about last week or a couple of weeks ago. But uh-huh. it's good. Yeah. Anyway, I want to tell my listeners I'm... I'm speaking with uh, with Gary uh, Swinford, um, who's um, who's a Jeep escort. I guess, for lack of better words, a, a, a Jeep sightseeing tours, and um, you run your own tours as well as tours for um, 
another company, correct? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's a it's a treat when I get to be able to do uh, something on my own. Otherwise, I'm the manager and the driver for Red River Off-Road in Red River, New Mexico, which is where I am right now. The flakes coming down are about the size of half dollars right now, seriously. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, we're supposed to get three to, eight, three to eight inches of snow over the next 24 hours. Oh, especially Red River. That's a beautiful area. The snow must be beautiful there. It's gorgeous. It really is. I probably had the prettiest winter of my life probably last winter, um, getting home after work, and it snows almost every night, and um, just actually just sitting in front of the picture window and having a beer or a glass of wine just looking out here. It's gorgeous. Oh, wow. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm glad I'm out of this so I don't have to drive through the snow. But... <laughs> I well, liked... I'd drive you through it, so it'd be okay. It'd be okay, Marv. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen it. I, mean, I haven't seen snow for a while between between Florida and Las Vegas. I, I never get to see any snow. Uh, you're right. I guess you wouldn't. Well, there's uh, there's a couple of webcams, I think, on redriver.org. People can uh, be able to uh, see that if they like to. I think I lost you, Gary. I'm here. Oh, Okay. I'm anyway. here. I, I I had your producer call in on the on the um, um, uh, on the office line, so we're on the landline. Make sure the cell phones wouldn't go crazy on us while we're chatting. All right. Anyway, um, Gary is a is a terrific guy. You know that that was one of the besides some of the great restaurants that I ate, and um, uh, Gary was probably the the highlight of my uh, oh of my. Um, he took me on a tour of um, what's known as the Enchanted Circle. Yes, sir. And that was such a great... We spent, what, like uh, four hours out on the road? I think so. I think so. Something like that. I've done like seven or eight even. But we had a lot more. We did a lot more. Uh, Martinez Hacienda, uh, the uh, Pueblo, which I think you did with somebody else. Yes. Yeah, well, Martinez, I, I went I, I went on uh, on my own. I didn't uh, go with okay. anybody else. I just went to dine there. The Martin is a great restaurant, by the way. That's, and yeah. um, and this was a great trip. Um, we we went to um, Angel Fire in New Mexico, which is a beautiful little town. It's sort of a tourist kind of a town. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's a fair thing to say. Uh, there's a lot of people who live up there. Uh, what I tend to do is what we did, which was I picked you up in Taos, and I took you up to Angel Fire first. Um, it's uh, called the Moreno Valley up there, and uh, it's very picturesque. I mean, we had, if you remember, we had lots of color up there when you were out here, and yeah, well, um, and I, I to me uh, the real peak for the Angel Fire area, and there's different areas for the Enchanted Circle, is the Vietnam Memorial, the very first one ever uh, built, and it was privately built by a uh, by a family that had lost their uh, lieutenant son in uh, in Vietnam. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's what I was going to mention next. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial uh, State Park is a, is, a, is a beautiful place. It's the first and only state park in the U.S., Dedicated exclusively to Vietnam veterans, and you know, the, you know the the Vietnam veterans haven't been treated very well in this country. And um, whenever I see a Vietnam veteran, I always thank them because um, 
Is yeah, you love? said that, and actually, frankly, I do too. I mean, um, um, I'll be 60 in January, so I think I can say this: that for me to get there, I mean, I almost always always tear up. I didn't have to do the war; almost had to. And um, um, you know, we chatted about this. It's just, it was um, not understandable how the folks got treated when they came back. After I'm a huge movie fan. After all the World War II movies and a little bit of Korea too, where it was um, a lot of uh, recognition and respect for what the uh, what the uh, GIs did when they went overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this was, as you said, was built by. Um my family, Doc and Jean Westfall, they built the, the Peace and Brotherhood Chapel in honor of their son, First Lieutenant David Westfall. David was one of 16 Marines killed in an ambush in Con Fien, Vietnam in 1968. And it's, it's a great tribute um, to, um, to Lieutenant um, Westfall, and um, he's a, it's a great family that, that did this for him. And it's, it's absolutely a beautiful place, and if you're in, in the in the Taos area, Angel Fire, you've got to go to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. And the best way to do it is with Gary, one of his people. <laughs> Thank you, Marv. <laughs> I uh, you, you you we chatted about that a couple of times. I um I I, I appreciate you, that you liked it. I mean, you were you were fun to hang out with. We both love cigars. Um, it was it was a good time. The um, the Vietnam Memorial, um, I, I love that thing. It's a very short story on it, if, if it's okay. The uh, the family, I think he was a dentist, he, they bought a chunk of land, that piece of land where the thing is at. Uh, well, that's part of it. Anyway, they bought it. They were going to do another um, a resort area up there. It's a beautiful uh, view from back behind the uh, chapel area. Anyway, they lost their son overseas, and uh, they just couldn't see doing that, and they wanted to honor him, and uh, eventually went on to where they honored honor uh, everybody that was over there. And one thing I don't think we chatted about was that the biggest thing in this whole area for Memorial Day weekend is a uh, motorcycle rally that kind of focuses here on Red River, and the big deal is it actually it's about the Vietnam Memorial. I've never done it. I I can't imagine how many people's over there. There's enough people here in town. It 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 immobilizes the town here of Red River. And one of the other um, the great um, sites to see at the, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial State Park is the Viking Surprise, which is the um, the helicopter uh, the UH one D Huey, uh, which um, which flew in Vietnam and, and gave service in Vietnam. That's true. It's massive. Uh, it's amazing. It looks gorgeous. Um, there's a story that a few of the veterans from the area, they get together and they clean it up and they spruce it up and make sure it's looking perfect for the Memorial Day weekend, and then which means, of course, all the way through the uh, through the uh, summer and fall. Right. It's just a great, great, um, great place to visit, and it's, uh, it's truly, um, it's truly a special place to be. Um, to honor um, our servicemen, yes, uh, all the wars, especially the Vietnam yes. War. That's true. And, yes, sir. I agree. And after we left the Vietnam uh, Memorial, we went to Red River. Yes, we did. We we went through uh, Eagles Nest, which is the, not the uh, next town up there in the Moreno Valley. It's kind of like one 
one town is in one uh, one end of it, and Eagles Nest is in the other end. Then we came down through back through the mountains again. Came down into Red River. Uh, a very small little town here, great little town. If you look down on it, it'd be like somebody's holding their hands around something. It's uh, it's only three uh, towns wide. Uh, it's, it was uh, started in 1895. Um, huge um, uh, mining presence out here on the uh, roads. That's one thing we didn't get to do. I think you would have loved that. We didn't have the time to do it. Uh, tremendous amount of mining in the area. Gold was number one, silver was number two, and then odds and ends after that. And they still find it out here. It's easily found, actually. You kept me away from the gold? Uh, did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> Son of a gun. Well, you, that means you got to get back out. <laughs> that's, that's, I have to do that. Just just so I can go uh, check out some of that gold out there. Uh, it really, honestly, God, it's easy to find. Uh, there's a uh, there's a fellow that uh, there's two guys that uh, on this uh, tour I do the fall the foliage tour uh, that um, um, on that road where they just got fresh mine claims about five months ago. Very nice guys out of Oklahoma. Well, anyway, so I uh, got done with the tour one day, went back down. The uh, one of the gentlemen had left. The other guy was getting ready to leave, and I just chatted with him for a bit. He's down by the water, down by Pioneer Creek, and I said, "So it's easy to find." To give me two minutes. So we got, I mean, just a plastic pan. You can buy them here in town. Uh, went down just to a little uh, place there where he, this, he guys, this guy knows how to do it. And in two minutes' time, he comes up with five really good-looking flakes of gold. And the interesting thing about gold, and thank God I don't have gold fever. I've got friends that do, and they go crazy about this. But, I mean, when you see real gold out there, it's like it's lit by an LED from behind. It's amazing. It's amazing see it. Wow. And then from there, we went on to um, the gorge. I think we did. Yeah, the gorge. Yeah, I uh, I have a little thing where people will, uh, if people will, if they want to, uh, that I, as you, like I did you, I dropped uh, you off at the, uh, before you go across the bridge and you walk across the bridge, uh, across the bridge on your own. Um, you know, anybody can drive across it, but there's such a feel of, holy cow, look what we got here to be able to walk along it and take your time and every now and then one of those big trucks come along and it shakes it just a little it's safe it's safe but um i i think it gives folks um so much more of a presence uh to uh have it unfold because then you get in the middle and you're looking down about 650 feet it's an awesome view would you agree and you look down into the uh rio grande that's right rio grande that's absolutely right about 650 feet down Wow, it was a magnificent sight. I get, I get some really great pictures of the Rio Grande, and uh, it was absolutely, absolutely uh, amazing. It was just a wonderful feeling to be there, and, and to see the Rio Grande, which I've never seen, and uh, just, um, just a, just a beautiful sight. And at the end of the uh, bridge, well, after I walked across the bridge, at the end there was there were people selling their wares and uh, some nice, uh, really nice people. Um, selling jewelry and other uh, handmade items. And um, also I want to mention, on the way to the to the bridge, we passed the, uh, which I stopped later on, at the Taos Mesa Brewing Company. That's right. Which is in a Quonset hut, and they have some, some really uh, some wonderful beers, believe it or not. I, I, I went there afterwards because we didn't have time to stop there. And yeah, Quonset, I'm sorry about that. You're right, we didn't. And don't be sorry because I, 
I get to spend a little time there, and it's it's in a it's in a Quonset hut, and it's absolutely um, a beautiful place, and they get some really great beers that they brew that they brew there, and um, I also this is a funny story. Uh, <laughs> okay. The lady behind the bar uh, said to me, uh, "You're from back east." And I said, well, how do you know you? She said, well, I can tell the way you say your R's. She yeah. said, where are you from? I said, I said, well, where are you from? And she said, now, this is really strange because, you know, we say back east, they'll say New York or Boston or whatever. But she said to me, Medford, Medford, Mass. And I looked at her and I said, why did you say Medford, Mass? I, I mean, of, of all the places that you would say. And she says, well, that's where I'm from. And I said, well, that's where I'm from. <laughs> is that really? Yeah, well, really. hey, it's a small world out here. We don't have that many people out here. Really? And uh, we attract everybody. It's amazing. Right. And and I guess you get told by my accent, or uh, whatever they want to call it, because I don't think I have an accent. I speak the Queen's English. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't I ask you if you were from Brooklyn or something? Yeah, I think right. I did. Yeah, I, um, I'm pretty that's, good on accents, but I think I missed yours a little. That's what I got a little bit insulted. <laughs> yeah, there anyway, you go. Yeah. You know, for her to say Mets with Mets, it's like, you know, she heard Mets in my voice. Yeah. You know, and it was absolutely amazing. But it was a great trip. And um, like I said, we spent four hours. And and uh, so how did my listeners get in touch with you? Uh, call the office. Uh, it's Red River Off-Road in Red River, New Mexico. It's 575-754-6335. Um, I mean, the biggest thing we do here is chores out of the office here out there in the uh, mountains. Um, there is such a thing called a UTV. It's, it's a mule. It's a UTV. It's basically, it's a golf cart on steroids. This thing is big and lots of good framing on it and all that. We actually put tracks on it. And when it keeps snowing like this, I'll be doing tours up that one road I talked about, Pioneer. Um, again, the mountains, the the uh, the uh, mining and the water and all that good stuff. Uh, if there's a specialty tour, I love doing that stuff. It is fun. I love one-ups. Everybody does if you're in business. Uh, and, again, I'm the manager here, but and the boss lets me do that. And, um, you know, it, it, it makes everybody look good. And uh, it keeps me... Um, it keeps me sharp uh, for the Enchanted Circle because I'm more of a Taos guy than a Red River guy. But uh, we're surrounded by tremendous mountains here, as you saw. We drove through them the whole day. Right. I mean, it's it's some it, Red River is like something you see in a, in a picture book. Well, it's a high mountain town. You know, uh, you know, you were in Taos, and the stuff was either real mud or most likely it was going to be something, and they covered it with stucco. But that's the look for Taos. The look for up here is that we don't have mud. Up, well, we do have mud. But uh, the biggest thing we have up here is uh, trees. So it's going to be a high mountain, um, high mountain town. It's going to be everything's going to be made out of lumber, and it has that look. It's, uh, totally 180 from Taos. Totally 180. Right. Has a great look. Has a really, really, really great look, and it's a it's a great, it's a great little town. And uh, is there a website? Yeah, yeah. RedRiverOffRoad.com. RedRiverOffRoad.com. Hey yeah. Gary, I want to thank you for um, uh, for for that wonderful tour. It was absolutely wonderful. I want to thank you for being on the show, and uh, let's keep in touch. And by the way, how was that cigar? It was wonderful. I guess I, I owe mean, you one now, right? 
but you'll have to, but you'll have to no I owe you another one uh but you'll have to come through to get it though you know yeah well you know maybe next time we'll pan for gold or something uh, uh, whatever you want to do it's out there <laughs> anyway anyway that's uh you you smoked that cigar in Santa Fe right yes I did yeah. <laughs> yes I did actually. Well, all right, hey, thanks for being on my show, and thanks for that wonderful tour. Hey, you were great to meet, and I uh, hope to see you again. And, uh, yeah, to the folks out there in Radio Land, come on out. It is gorgeous out here. You're going to love it. It is, um, and when you get done here, you go over to Taos, and you go back and forth. It's a beautiful area. Right. Thank you. That thank was... you, Marv. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, that was Gary Swinford, um, uh, my my escort on the um on the uh, deep tour, and uh, I want to tell you about a wonderful little shop called Leatherworks. Leatherworks, handmade leather goods since 1969. Uh, Christian, a wonderful guy. He's uh, the Leatherworks is located in the historic Long John Dunn House, a very historic place, and it's in downtown. Uh, it's an old town house, and um, has wonderful, wonderful items, um, uh, leather, leather products, belts, and, and the moccasins and um, bolo ties and uh, medicine bags, and, and they make uh, things to order. So if you're in the uh, Tyros area, check out Leatherworks. If you're not in the Tyros area, go to Leatherworks, and I want to spell that for you, L-E-T-H-E-R-W-E-R-K-S, leatherworks.com, or you can go to their other website, which is outlawshide.com. Ah, great, great people. Nice guy, Christian. Um, another wonderful restaurant I went to is Rancho's Plaza Grill. They're in Rancho's de Taos, and they're right in the shadow of this wonderful, most beautifully, most beautiful church I've ever seen. And it, it's the most photographed church in the United States. It's the St. Francis of Assisi uh, Church. It's absolutely beautiful. And the Rancho's Plaza Grill um is right there in the shadow in the same plaza, and they have wonderful food. Uh, the fajitas were fabulous. It's a it's a it's a terrific um, terrific place. Great service, and um, uh, just wonderful wonderful people at, at the Ranchos Plaza Grill. Another wonderful restaurant is Michael's Kitchen Cafe and Bakery. They they've been around since 1974. And they they in the meat and both uh, they use it both in their red and green chili, and they can prepare almost any of their entrees with either salsa, diced green chili, or vegetarian green chili. So Michael's Kitchen is a wonderful place. Um, they're only open for breakfast and lunch, uh, Monday to Thursday, and then Friday to Sunday they're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if you want some really great food, Michael's Kitchen is Unbelievable. The Taos Mountain Casino, ah, a casino in Taos, and they serve. This is an interesting place. It's it's not the usual type restaurant. It's called the Red Diamond Restaurant in the Taos Mountain Casino, and it's not your usual restaurant. It's um, um, it's a great place to eat. 
But what you have to do is you got to go up to the counter and order your food, and um, and then you can uh, eat, uh, then you go into the dining room and uh, the server from the uh, from the from the counter brings the food over to you and uh, uh, the menudo. Uh, if you want something really hot and spicy, the menudo is something else, and you you want to check out the uh, Taos Mountain Casino and the Red Diamond. Restaurant. I took a little side trip, and um, I went to um, Arroyo Seco, which is just a little town outside of uh, Taos, and it's where like Taos was about 30 years ago. It's the healthiest food in Taos County. They have an organic juice bar, smoothies, organic espresso drinks, fresh pastries and desserts, and wonderful uh Salads and wraps, and uh, the panini grilled sandwiches like the veggie dough soul, really special. The soul, now when I say soul, it's S O L. No, Soul Food Market and Cafe in downtown Arroyo Seco, New Mexico. Now, do we have Melody on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Melody. How, How are you are doing, you? Marv? I'm doing I'm great. Doing How great. Are you? All right. You know, it's, uh, it's was, good to hear I was, from you I was again. Telling Gary, that he was like the highlight of my trip, but actually, I had really two highlights of my trip, and the other highlight was the the, the time I spent with you on the on the ghost tour. Well, thank you so very much. I enjoyed walking you around. Yeah, you know, you you tried to scare me, but you couldn't get anybody to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <clears throat> I uh, I tried to get some people to show up and and see if they could scare the pants off Marv, and uh, I don't know. It's it was a hard night. Monday night, it's it's hard to get us Tausanios out. In fact, it's Monday night tonight, and it's raining like crazy. It's supposed to turn into snow. Well, in Red River right now, it's snowing, and the and the flakes are about the size of a half dollar. Yeah, it's uh, it's really coming down and uh, piling up, and I can't wait for the ski season to start. It should be a really, really good one. Right. So tell me about um, your ghost tours and, um, and tell me about uh, the research you do. Well, I started doing the ghost tours about three years ago. Um, I have lived in Taos for 30 years, been collecting these stories, stories of the paranormal or, you know, fireside tales. Um, And it seemed to me like uh, this was a pretty target-rich environment, if you will. And the thing that impressed me about Taos is that the history, besides being really, really deep, uh, there was also a certain measure of uh, oh uh, mystery or sadness, uh, betrayal. Uh, well, as as you know, we just walked around the uh, arts and cultural district in the downtown area, and we were busy for two two hours. Yeah, we sure were. And I, I, you know, I didn't. I visited some of the places afterwards that we went to and tried to think about some, some other ghosts, and I'll, I'll tell you about them as we go along in the, in this. Oh. And we have together, okay? 
And, well, I, I'd be real interested to hear. Yeah, and the most interesting story, though, that you told me, and I never got a chance to go back there, is um, is the story about Mambi. Let's, tell us the story about Mambi. Well, Arthur, Arthur Mambi was uh, a character that showed up in Taos in their early teens and 20s, and he was responsible for Mabel Dodge Lujan uh, showing up here. She was kind of an East Coast dilettante uh, writer, artist, uh, responsible for bringing D.H. Lawrence. So, in effect, you could blame uh, Arthur Mambi for the incursion of uh, Anglos here in the Taos area. <clears throat> but besides that, he would loan people money, and uh, in return for the loan of money, he would uh, have them sign over their deed to their land. And usually, uh, these people would find themselves unable to pay, and he would seize their land. And after a while, he had a pretty hefty chunk. So that was one reason to be um, considered uh, the most hated man in Taos, which is a phrase that is often spoken uh, when you talk about Mamby, he had the Thorn House. He was British uh, nobility. Um, planted this beautiful uh, lilac garden. Being an Englishman, liking to to take his morning constitution in the garden, and um, he, you know, was kind of uh, rough and surly in his way. He had a band of of men who. Uh, hung with him and would go on these nighttime raids where he would terrorize people in their homes. Um, one way or another would make them feel like they needed to move on. And that was another way that he would acquire lands uh, inexpensively. Now, he had a girlfriend, uh, a local lady, uh, Teresa Teresita. Is it Teresa? I can't remember. Ferguson. She was uh, a card reader, tarot reader, and also uh, considered to be a bruja, witch. And uh, when they tracked back from his death, oh, by the way, the uh, situation about his discovery of his body was rather strange. He'd been dead for several days. His body was beheaded, uh, and the body found in one room, locked his head in the, the rest of the house that had been rolled around by the dogs who had gotten hungry, I guess, in the four or five days that he was missing or uh, dead. They buried him. He stunk so bad, they buried him twice. Um, they had to bury him just to keep the flies down and the stench down before there was an inquest. And there was some concern about whether he was really dead or not. There's some people who feel that he arranged his uh, his death and that really what he did was he took off and uh, went back to Europe. He was spotted in, in London and in Paris. And so it's possible that uh, the person who died, the body and the head, was not really Arthur Manby. There was um, some thought that it was a, a hobo that was living up in Taos Canyon because uh, he disappeared and his clothing, his bloody clothing, was found 
and uh, the timing would have been just about right. So his spirit is said to haunt the the Thorn House, and uh, there's a restaurant in there now, Cafe Renato, and there's the offices for um, the restaurant there, and it's uh, late night, I hear, that uh, you have a sense of being watched. I know that it certainly felt that way when it was the Taos Center for the Arts. Oh. Interesting story. It was uh, very intriguing as you first told it to me, and it's probably intriguing now for my listeners, but it's a very interesting I think it'd story. make a great screenplay. Uh-huh. It sure would. I, I, yeah. get, I got a... Speaking of screenplay, I got, this, I got a book um, about about writing screenplays, and uh, and one of the one of our stops um, at Moby Dickens. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, Moby Dickens is in the uh, John Dunn house, correct? Yes, that's correct. That's uh, that's yeah. another hot spot. Yeah, and John Dunn was. Well, Don John Dunn was uh, a character. He was one of uh, these these people who reinvented himself in Taos. Uh, that's one of the the things that so many people who move to Taos do is they move from somewhere else and they reinvent themselves. And he was kind of uh, a trendsetter in that, I guess. He was, uh, his sister was, had made a bad marriage and her husband knocked her around and John Dunn killed him. And uh, I'm not certain whether he did any time or whether he did a little time and ended up in New Mexico, reinvented himself, bought property. Um, He had a a ferry that would uh, go across the Rio Grande River, and eventually it became a bridge. He had hotels on either side. He had a taxi service. He kept, uh, you know, high company as far as the uh, movers and shakers and the backroom dealers and cigar smokers of Taos. And uh, Moby Dickens Bookshop is one of the best bookshops in the world. Um is in his old house, and I have EVP, uh, electronic, well, not voice phenomena necessarily, but sound phenomena that uh, was taken in in that shop, and you can hear old John Dunn rocking in his rocking chair on his old front porch. Yeah, I, I, I spent a little time in uh, Moby Dickens. It's a, it's a, it's a real bookshop. It's, it's a, one of the finest bookshops I've ever, ever been in. Uh, the best one I've been in in um, in, in Taos, but um, one of the finest I've been in around the country. Um, and uh, Jay has a great staff over there. They they're really knowledgeable and they have a great assortment of books. And uh, and while you're looking for books, you may uh, run into John Dunn or one of his uh, one of his friends. I you know it's it's odd uh, the uh, phenomena that we recorded there. Um, because it's been shops for such a long period of time, it's possible that uh, some of the people that are haunting that shop are not necessarily historically um, significant like John Dunn himself. But uh, the the interesting thing to me is that most of the, the responses uh, that we got were in real time. They were not like residual hauntings. They were... Uh, real-time or intelligent hauntings, and in a way, that 
that made them all the more disturbing because there seemed to be so many of them in there. Right. One of the other stops we made was at the the Bent House, Governor Bent. That's right. That's right. We didn't go inside, uh, you know. Most I, of I went inside afterwards. That, oh, did you? Did you? Did you see the, the place where they dug their way out through the wall? Uh huh. It's a it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful place to visit uh, while you're in Taos, and uh, it's a very interesting place and um, uh, has a lot of history. And um, and uh, John Bent, uh, Governor Bent was um, was murdered. Is that correct? That's right. He was uh, murdered during a revolt here uh, when when New Mexico uh, went from uh, a Mexican holding to. Uh, U.S. holding during the Spanish-American War, Spanish holding a lot of Mexican nationals. People who lived here were not happy about that prospect, and there was a uh, a revolt. And uh, while that revolt was going on, they called uh, Charles Bent out of his house and shot him full of arrows and scalped him, and his body lay in the doorway for several days. While his uh, wife and children and uh, servants or slaves and uh, I think another woman was in the house, trapped in the house, and they ended up digging their way out with a kitchen spoon. And they were helped out of town by friends uh, until things settled down a little bit. And now uh, also Governor Bent had an office uh, in the area, and, um, and his daughter... Uh, it's set to haunt uh, this building, which is the uh, Alley Cantina. Well, you know, um, my understanding is that her house was actually more towards the corner there where that little uh, quilt shop is, the Adobe, uh, um, what is it, Adobe Fabric or Quilt Shop, uh-huh. and especially the upstairs area. And that the Alley Cantina, which is one of the oldest dwellings there in the plaza area, um, you know, it's also got one of those historical plaques there, that it is haunted as well. The the staff that, that work in the Alley Cantina, especially late at night after closing, which is about 2, two o'clock, you know, that's, uh, that's dead time. And it was visited so, frequently. You know, by Kit Carson and Buffalo Bill Cody. <laughs> well, I I'm more inclined to uh, believe that it's nobody nearly so uh, so famous and uh, so many important. Uh, anyway, let me let me tell you while we're talking about the Alley Cantina, I've been on a, a search for the greatest for great onion rings. I'm an onion ring freak, and, uh-huh. and they got they got really they got the best onion rings in the whole country. Right, they used to be place in Boston that had the greatest onion rings, but they're, they're gone. And so I found the greatest onion rings in the country at the Alley Cantina. Well, that's that's wonderful. The onion rings are good. I especially like the mushroom. I shared many a plate of mushrooms with my friend Axel Dirksen, one of the best blues guitar players in the world. Um, uh-huh. God rest her soul. Uh, and they have uh, great, sat there uh, at the end of the bar there at the at the Alley Cantina, boy. They have great fish and they have great uh, great brisket there too. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I haven't been in there since uh, my friends 
Ruth and Buzz sold the place and have retired, so I'm going to have to stop in there and and hang out for real. Check it out. The food is really great, and Aaron and and his wife do a great job. They're doing a really great job, and they have entertainment. And um, one more stop that I want to mention that we went to was the uh, Hotel La Fonda de Taos. Oh, yes. La Fonda. There's three ghosts in La Fonda. Uh, at the very least. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the, the most recent uh, experiences that we've had, we make that, that one of our, our pit stops where we uh, we stop in the in the lobby and, and take in the sights there. It's a grand old place. And uh, sometimes they'll light the fire for us. And if Bob Saad, the, the owner, is there, uh, sometimes he'll... Let us go back in the conference room and see the drawings of D.H. Uh, Lawrence, these band drawings. Um, they're quite something. I, 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 visited, uh, I visited that room and I saw the drawings, and I can see why they're banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. you know, they need a little, they need a little drum roll to get, to get going there, but... Uh, uh, one one night I was in there with a with a group and we smelled cigar smoke and uh, that's one of the claims. Uh, Saki Caravas, one of the owners uh, from the not too distant past, uh, is uh, a definite presence. In fact, the people who uh, stay there and and work there say that his presence was definitely felt. <laughs> well, it, it was an interesting place and. Uh... It had a very eerie feeling uh, as we sat there for a while, and and uh, I could feel I could I could feel you know something going on there. I I don't know exactly what I felt, but I can feel something going on. Well, you know, it's funny. When I first moved here, I was uh, leery of it and and kind of afraid of it. And in fact, I had a business at one time, and I used to do trades, and I'd get overnights there, and and uh, somehow that would be one of the the chits that I would never really cash in. But lately, um, I felt really comfortable there. And uh, if there's some way that uh, Bob might uh, consider having my uh, group, the New Mexico Research and Investigation of the Paranormal, come in and do an investigation there, I sure would love it. So tell my listeners how to get in touch with you and if they want to go on a tour or just maybe help you do some research for them. Uh or whatever, the, how, how, how do they reach you? The best way is to go to uh, com, And my contact information is there. And there are videos of investigations that I've done with Reyes Cisneros and uh, the group there with NMRIP. There's also uh, a bunch of uh, ghost stories that I've been collecting uh, told from the point of view of uh, some of our locals here. And uh, there's nearly an hour's worth of paranormal subjects um, spread out over several videos that especially our investigation at Moby Dickens, which uh, we mentioned this evening. Now, um, we're going to be going back there, so look for an update, and look for an update soon at the Martinez Hacienda. Oh, okay, great. Um, it was it was a great tour. I enjoyed being with you. Uh, my guest is uh, Melody Romacito. Did I say that right, Romacito? 
Yes, you did. And thank oh. you so much for having me on, Marv. It was wonderful thanks. meeting you and great to talk with you again. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. That was Melody Romacito. Let me uh, tell you about another uh, local restaurant. Um, this is a local favorite, uh, the family restaurant. Um, very inexpensive food and very, very good food that, uh, called uh, Tao Senyo, T-A-O-S-E-N-O, Tao Senyo Restaurant. Uh, they're on um, just outside of the, the historic area of Taos, and they have wonderful food at very reasonable prices. Now, if you want to take a terrific tour and go to Taos Pueblo, you can go take the historic Taos Trolley Tour. Uh, they leave at um, Taos Visitor Center or the historic Taos Plaza. It's a fully narrated tour, and they take you uh, to the Pueblo, and uh, it's a very wonderful place to go to the Pueblo. Um, and real, some real history there, so check out the uh, historic Taos trolley tours. Uh, you can get your tickets at Atira's Southwest, which is a shop right in the Taos Plaza. Atira's a wonderful person, and uh, she has the uh, Taos trolley tour tickets. And uh, if you want some information on the on the Taos uh, trolley tours, go to TaosTrolleyTours.com. That's TaosTrolleyTours.com. And um, and while you're, while you're there, though, check out uh, Atira's uh, Southwest, um, and uh, you'll you'll see some really really nice clothing and some beautiful beautiful artwork. One of the places I went on my own was the Kit Carson Home Museum. This is where Kit Carson lived, and we all know who Kit Carson was. One of our one of our great um, uh, legendary. Um, People from uh, in history, and uh, he was an Indian agent, and um, he was a an interesting person. Uh, if you if you get a, get a chance to get over to the uh, Kit Carson Home and Museum in Taos, it's a it's a place to see. He was a mountain man. He was a husband. He was a father, and um, it's really interesting to see where Kit Carson lived, and also where he where he is right now. And the cemetery just up the street, and you can you can go to the cemetery, walk up to the cemetery from the Kid Carson home, and uh, check out the, um, uh, the the gravesite of uh, of the uh, Kid Carson family. One more place I went to while I was there was uh, Patrick Woodall's Art Gallery. Uh, Patrick Woodall's Art Gallery. Um, is a is a beautiful place. Patrick Woodall is a has wonderful artwork, and he's a he's a terrific guy. And I can't say enough about Patrick. His, his artwork is beautiful, um, and he also has a, a, a class. You can go there for three hours, and uh, he'll sit with you privately and teach you how to be a painter, an artist. And uh, you'll do your own work, and you'll he'll give you all the materials, and you'll and you'll do your own painting. And in about three hours, uh, you'll have a finished piece that you did by yourself. And uh, Patrick uh, will will take you right through it. So uh, check out um, McCormickGallery.com. That's the McCormickGallery.com. And uh, the Michael McCormick Gallery 
featuring Patrick Woodall. It's the McCormick Gallery. Um, on your way back, uh, if you're coming um, to Las Vegas or, or leaving Las Vegas, it's on um, it's on I-40. It's a, the main, one of the main roads we're going through. With, um, you'll uh, a good place to check out is the um, the Sky City Casino, and they have a wonderful buffet, um, especially on Friday night. They have the uh, uh, the seafood buffet with uh, with prime rib, and uh, you'll really really like uh, the Sky City Casino, especially if you go there to eat or go to the buffet. One more place I want to mention um, is here in Las Vegas, uh, the Sin City Opera. They did a they're doing a production. They get two more shows the eighth and the ninth of uh, November this weekend. Uh, it's the Medium. It's um it's by John Carlo Minotti. And it's a, it's a short opera, it's a short two-act opera, and uh, it's really uh, a wonderful show, wonderful singers, and uh, the Sin City Opera right now is at the Onyx Theater in Las Vegas, and if you want to get some more information on Sin City Opera, it's sincityopera.com, and uh, check out the work that they're doing. Well... I guess I've talked enough. I want to mention um, one more time uh, the passing of uh, my um, love of my life, uh, Joy, who we lost uh, very, very suddenly uh, last month. And um, she was a wonderful person, a great therapist. And um, I, I can't say enough about uh, the time I spent with Joy, and I'm truly missing her. And uh, and Joy, baby, this is this is for you. It is uh, John Coltrane and Johnny Hopman and my one and only love. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. 